Hello, everybody. My name is Joseph Trimmer. I'm the founder of Free Speech Studios. Thank you very much for being with me tonight. I want to give a special thanks and special shout out to San Antonio Foos and Texas Foos. What you guys are doing for the local business community and the Hispanic community here in Texas, here in San Antonio, is, is actually really important. You guys are building culture, building our community, and, and building our influence. So shout out to San Antonio Foos. Let's get right into it. From the post-millennial, in a series of slides with upside-down crosses, Cosmo describes the abortion ritual. It's no surprise that the self is centered in this ritual. There's no space for God, for the unborn baby whose life is being taken in this ritual. First, the instructions begin. Find a quiet space. Bring a mirror if you can. Just before taking the medication, gaze at your reflection and focus on your personhood. Hone in on your intent, your responsibility to you. The woman is supposed to eat the abortion pill while gazing at her own reflection and focusing on her own self. She is supposed to remember that she has a responsibility to no one but herself. Take a few deep relaxing breaths, Cosmo goes on to explain. The ritual, sounding like a serene meditation routine, instead of the termination of life. When you're ready, read the following tenet aloud. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone. So raise your hand if you're surprised that the satanic church is supporting abortion. Come on. Like, abortion is one of the saddest and most selfish things that we've normalized in our society with hundreds of thousands, millions of babies dying um, in what society deems a completely acceptable way. Um, and I'm not a real hardliner on abortion, really. I'm, I'm, I think what Bill Clinton thought in the 90s, abortion should be accessible, right? There's always cases that are, that are outliers where abortion probably should be accessible to women. For example, in cases of rape or incest. Yes, a woman that's been raped should not have to carry that that baby to term. It's a, uh, it's awful. Um, but but that it that represents the vast minority of cases. I mean, everybody knows, right? Like, abortion in this country is not about that. It's really about this whole idea of empowering women to seek success in the corporate world or whatever. Seek total freedom and no responsibility, and. Uh, you know what? It's 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 a sad thing, right? Like, it is one of the most selfish things that you could possibly do to get pregnant only to end the pregnancy. Um, it 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 seems reckless and 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 cruel and mean and uh, and yeah. Here you have it. The satanic temple endorses uh, and even has a ritual for your abortion. So no surprises here. Uh, you know the. the the, the sad part about this abortion debate in our country is that, you know, everybody has taken a hardline, a, a hardline stance on this issue where on the left, it's like you can have abortions right up to the time that your baby's about to be born, right? Like seven, eight, nine months. That's disgusting. That's a baby. Um, but then on the on the right side, you have this 
like totally rigid way of looking at this where, where I kind of get it. Like every life matters, but how many lives could we save if as a country we would get together and actually make a deal? You're not going to ban abortion and nationwide, you're not going to allow abortion all the way up to the, the, the nine, ninth month. I mean, this is not going to happen everywhere, but as a country, we can come together and, uh, or at least we used to be able to come together and, and actually make legislation that recognizes that abortion should be accessible, but that it should be for very rare cases uh, where the life of the mother uh, is at risk or uh, there's been some terrible thing like a rape or incest. Uh, and only in those cases should abortion be allowed. Um, so that's my take on it, guys. The Cosmopolitan is promoting the satanic temple and abortion. It is, it's, uh, I mean, that's just, it's just, I don't even know what else to say. Cosmopolitan, shame on you. Moving on from Scanner. Texas Attorney General sues Pfizer over claims the company misrepresented its COVID vaccine efficacy. In a nutshell, uh, the legal filing states, Pfizer deceived the public. So I, I am not super surprised that, let, that, that lawsuits from the states are, are, are kicking off. You can't sue because the federal government gave the vaccine companies protection from litigation from the citizens. But uh, I guess the, the, the Texas attorney general has approached this from, uh, from a different angle, saying, well, you actually lied about what your vaccine was doing. Uh, and as a result, the state attorney general of Texas is now suing uh, Paxton State. The COVID-19 vaccines are the miracle that wasn't. Texas prosecutors say the company violated the state's Deceptive Trade Practices Act, informing the court that toward the end of 2020, as Pfizer's vaccine rollout began, the company publicly and falsely stated that the vaccine was 95% effective. Guys, I am not one of those people that was against the vaccines. In fact, I got the vaccines because everybody, first of all, I was working at Amazon exposed to thousands of people and it just made sense for me at the time to take the, the, the preventive measure, I guess, and I took uh, two shots of the vaccine. But, but, but when I took the shots, they were telling us that it would prevent you from getting COVID. And as we all found, found out, not only did the vaccines not do that, now there's reporting coming out that, you know, in some cases, it even makes your immune response to uh, the current strain of COVID weakened. And there is plenty of people that are way more qualified than I to actually talk the science behind, behind that. But overall, the state attorney general of Texas is now suing Pfizer uh, for essentially uh, fraudulently uh, representing how effective the vaccines were. And uh, and I just love it, man. Like the Texas Attorney General, uh, Mr. Paxton, is on fire, man. Like he is out there defending the citizens of the state of Texas, making sure that when people are doing business in our borders, that they say the truth, that they are, uh, that they're just being, that they're being good 
businesses. And the claim here is that Pfizer was deceptive and uh, and so the, the state of Texas is taking action. I'm so excited about that. I love Texas. We, we don't like that nonsense, nonsense in Texas. We don't like lies in Texas. We, we just want to make sure that, that you know, we, we support medicine here. But, but what happened during the 2020 rollout of this vaccine program is, is not your traditional kind of vaccination program or anything like that. It was under emergency use. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that a lot of people, uh, unlike myself, I did take the vaccine, but people refused it. And honestly, looking backwards and after got, getting COVID like five times despite being vaccinated, uh, you know, I, I wish I really hadn't gotten those, those two shots, unfortunately. So moving on to the next segment. So let's talk about Roseanne Barr asking Tucker Carlson about running uh, with Trump for the VP. And I'm loving it, man. I mean, look, think about it. Trump has a massive base of rabid supporters, uh, but so does Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson is not afraid of going out into the culture war and fighting alongside Trump. This is not going to be a Mike Pence weakling. It's going to be somebody with a voice. And so I actually think that a Tucker uh, Trump ticket would pretty much be undefeatable and uh Biden is becoming more unpopular as time goes by. In fact, most people don't know this, but the youngest of American voters are now saying that they prefer Donald Trump over Joe Biden. Uh, and so things are not looking good for Biden, honestly, and I'm loving the idea of a Trump-Tucker ticket. Here is Tucker's response when Roseanne asks uh, if he would be interested in the VP job. Let's take a look. First of all, on the crazy train there, how do you feel about Trump saying he would consider you for vice oh, president? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I put that in the category of asteroids striking the Earth, <laughs> good or bad. Uh, it's so far out the side, outside of my control that I, you know, would I mean, you, I'm flattered. Yeah, it is flattering, isn't it? For sure. But, I mean, it's hard to, you know, I've never been in politics. I've never. Would you ever do it? Would I accept yeah, if I you guess really I have to ask think you. about that. Um, I mean, I spent my whole life looking at politicians and commenting on them and passing judgment on them, and I've never run for, you know, room mother. And so the idea of that is so far from anything I've ever done, it's kind of hard even to imagine. The type of people that you want in leadership positions a lot of the time are those people that don't really want the position, right? Like Tucker Carlson is not the type of person that's out there looking for power. Tucker Carlson has a massive audience, more money than he knows what to do with. Uh, if Tucker joins Donald Trump on this ticket, just like Donald Trump that was successful and very rich before running, uh, this is out of love and service to his country. And and I'm loving the idea of, of, of a Trump Tucker ticket. I mean, my God, that, that how awesome would that be? Uh, yeah, they would they would absolutely crush Biden, and and I'm all in. So moving on to a really interesting report from Scanner, uh, Adrian Norman writing: Israel knew of Hamas attack a year ago. Documents show, according to the report. Israeli military and intelligence officials dismissed the plan as aspiration, believing it was too complex for Hamas to actually carry out. 
Israeli officials dubbed the document laying out the detailed operations plans Jericho Wall. No specific date was provided for the attack, but the blueprint was a mirror of what happened on October 7th and was done with extreme precision. This is one of those things that I think that we still don't know what actually happened in Israel. I mean, we know Israel remains ready for war at all times. And we do know that we saw, uh, we saw that massive terrorist attack on October 7th. But what's been really crazy about this entire story is that Israel is known for being a world uh, military power and an intelligence gathering superpower. The Israeli intelligence agencies are by far, you know, among the best in the world, if not the best in the world. And it, it's always been a little weird that they didn't stop this attack from happening. I think a lot more, a lot more is to come out of that region. We don't know. But the only thing that I do know is that, you know, probably Israel should defend itself. But, you know, we shouldn't be sending piles of weapons, piles of cash. Uh, that is not our war. And the United States, while supporting Israel uh, from a moral standpoint, really needs to stay out of it. We go to war in the Middle East all the time. We, we do this over and over and end up fighting the same people that 10, 20, 15 years before we armed. I'm sick of American soldiers having to die facing American weapons. So, yeah, um, this, is, this is not the war for us. Israel needs to do what Israel needs to do. But under no circumstances should we, be, should we be dragged into yet another massive conflict in the Middle East. And uh, man, like if we have to fight Iran, this is not going to be good. And you have people like Nikki Haley just salivating for war. And uh, no, 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 no. The American people are absolutely done with foreign wars. Imagine what would have been had the trillions of dollars that we spent in Afghanistan and Iraq been instead invested in Austin, Dallas, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Orlando. But no, instead, we decided to go on this massive foreign adventure and our schools are falling apart and our bridges are collapsing. Our infrastructure is worse in a lot of cases than what you see in Asia. Why? We're the richest country on earth, but we spend the, the, we spend the resources, the treasure of our nation going to pointless wars that only benefit the industrial military complex and the corrupt politicians uh, that support them. So, guys, this is a this is a crazy report on Scanner. If Israel, if Israeli officials knew of this attack and didn't do anything about it, uh, some people would say, "Well, they just wanted war, and this was an excuse. They just maybe they didn't think it would happen. Maybe they didn't think, uh, maybe th they didn't think it would be that bad." And on the worst version of this kind of line of thinking, maybe they let it happen. Right? Like they wanted to go after Hamas. And, well, 
they needed an excuse. And I'm not saying that's what happened. What I'm saying is we don't know and we should not be sending piles of U.S. dollars to yet another bloody conflict in the Middle East. So that is my take, guys. Uh, moving on to this uh this disease that, that's being reported out of China, it has eerie similarities to the early reporting on COVID-19. Uh, I don't know that this is something necessarily that is going to become another pandemic or anything like that, but there is a lot of chatter that this started in China and now there's some uh, outbreaks being reported in different U.S. states And, uh, you know, right now the government's like, relax, relax. This is not not anything new. It's just all cool. Uh, when the government is out telling you everything is okay, uh, that's when you should be concerned. Uh, and, and the only other thing that I want to add on this topic is that if this results in more lockdowns or any other crap like that, not again. We're not shutting down. We're not masking. It's over. Move on. This old strategy is not going to work from NBC News. The upsurge in respiratory illness in China is not from a new pathogen. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reassured members of Congress. Let's all believe the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention because they've had your back this entire time and we're only following the science, right? No politics involved in, in uh, health policy. Uh, so the government right now in the U.S., the mainstream media is saying nothing to worry about. I want to I kind of want to believe that I am not <laughs> I'm not looking for another covid uh, situation. And most certainly uh, I'm not looking to any more shutdowns, no more masking, none of that. The only thing that you should be aware of in this kind of uh, uptick in chatter, let's call it, is that this actually is affecting the kids. It's actually affecting the kids mainly the kids. So hospitals in China right now are being uh, flooded with children with this uh, outbreak, I guess. But, uh, you know, maybe it's nothing, guys, but maybe it is something. Uh, my advice is just no, no more lockdowns for the, for the love of God. Uh, we are a free country. We are not going to do this again. It's, uh, it's, it's just... Uh, we're not going to have our freedoms trampled like this. Not anymore. Screw that. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, okay. So anyway, guys, uh, probably nothing, but you should be at least in the back of your mind knowing that there's some chatter of a, of a new virus uh, kicking off in China. For the last story of the day, let's go back to the post-millennial Trans high school volleyball player in California gives a female player a concussion during their game, knocking her out for the entire season. Hmm, I wonder why. A California father has come forward to reveal that his 17-year-old daughter suffered a serious concussion during a high school volleyball game in which the opposing team had a trans-identified male student competing alongside women causing the longtime player to have to sit out for the rest of her senior year. Luis, whose name was changed to protect his family, told Redux that his daughter, who had been playing the sport since a young age, had a ball spiked at her head by the transgender student during an October game at half 
Moon Bay High School. My daughter has been involved in volleyball since she was in fourth grade, Luis told the outlet. She has always been a kid with her eye on the prize. When she first started asking about playing volleyball, she began practicing in the backyard uh, for hours at a time. Eventually, she was able to be a team captain at her school. Yet, uh, a male student, you know, from a different school competed against her because they were allowed on the team for some reason and ended up injuring this 17-year-old girl. Everybody knows that male bodies are much stronger than female bodies and way more athletic. It is completely unfair to have women players facing off against, uh, you know, essentially male players. It, there's a reason that women's sports exist, uh, and the reason is, is that the bodies are actually really different. And so uh, I'm not surprised this happened. I am sad that it happened. Uh, but this is California, after all, and they want all the trans people on all of their sports. So, uh, sorry that happened, bro. Uh, I wish I wish the, the best for your daughter. Uh, maybe you should start talking in your community about this issue and make sure that women's sports are protected for women. Thank you, everybody, for watching tonight's episode of the Free Speech Podcast. Uh, again, big shout out to San Antonio Foos, to Texas Foos, what you guys are doing for the business community here in San Antonio, what you're doing for entrepreneurs, for the Hispanic community is actually really important. The way we win back San Antonio, the way we win back Texas, the way we win the culture war is that we have to be producing content. We have to be uh, building culture. We have to be working together to build influence and power in our community. And uh, I love what you guys are doing. Guys, my name is Joseph Trimmer. I am the founder of Free Speech Studios. You can find me on all of the social media platforms at Joseph Trimmer. Uh, if you're interested in listening to our podcast, you can find it on Instagram at Free Speech Podcast. Uh, it's also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple podcast to search for the free uh, free speech podcast you will find it there and finally if you're a creator here in san antonio and or a business here in san antonio and you know that you've been you've been wanting to create amazing content you know that for your business you know that for your audience you know that uh, as a creator you have to just be putting in the work and making good content all the time as a business you have to be putting really good content out there to build your brand Uh, if that is you, you know you got to do it, but you don't have the space, the money, or the know-how to build a professional studio. We've done all of that work for you here at Free Speech Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Free Speech Studios. Uh, if you want to come check out the studio and see if this is the right fit for you as a creator or for your business, just uh, go to our website, uh, freespeechstudios.io. You can find the link in the bio of our Instagram and uh, book a meeting on our website that will get you right here into the studio. I'll show you around, show you all of our equipment and see if this is right for your content. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, see you soon. Thanks.